Hello, everybody. Welcome back to an emergency episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Uh, I'm AJ. I'm Frank. And we're here with our good buddy, uh, Matt Zeeby in California. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey, man. So it's good to be here with you all today. I'm super uh, glad we were able to assemble this meeting. <laughs> uh, you know, ultimately, we've been away for a while, and uh, Frank and I have been very busy doing stuff um, of the nurturing variety. Um, it, I don't, we did, did we talk a ton about it at all? We didn't talk anything about it. Our last podcast was in November. I so think we, we revealed that we were pregnant, or wives were <laughs> pregnant. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. So we had the babies, or or we didn't have any babies. Our wives had the babies. And, uh, yeah, so we're dealing with fatherhood, and that's great, and we'll talk about that on a whole separate time. Yes. But we are really now calling to the attention uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Um, you know, it's getting, I think there's a lot to talk about here and I'm excited to get into all of it. Um, you know, the, it's funny. I want to like, see how all the people across like, uh, the country are pronouncing it. Like I could just imagine, like, cause I heard my mom the other day, I was like, mom, is dad watching Boba Fett? And she's like, oh, he's watching Boba Fett. <laughs> Bob, uh, I'm like, yes, Bob, mom, Bob, indeed. Bob, indeed. Bob, Bob, right. uh, <laughs> I know. It's just when I type it, I'm almost like Boba. But then I, in my mind, I'm like, no, it's it's Boba, not Baba. <laughs> but you know what? Like, even even Tamara Morrison, he kind of says, like, Bubba Fett. It's more like, yes. like a Bubba. Like, it's different. Yeah. Um, but this character has been around for like 40 years, so people should know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> it's, it's wild. It's, uh, I don't know. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about, but I think the first thing we kind of want to just say right off is just general thoughts. And, and I think what, a, this show is, is pleasantly surprising. I, I think that what this was going into and kind of where it is now, I think everything is just like it. It's 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 quite enamoring to watch. It's re, it's it's amazing Star Wars. It's amazing Star Wars content. Like period. Like on the level of the movies, on the level of anything that you've seen. Um, I think the last episode, which we'll definitely get into in a little bit later, is 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 beyond. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I don't know. I I couldn't have predicted it would have gone this way. I think it's kind of like. I mean, it's. It's the same thing with the Mandalorian, right? Like it, it's amazing and incredibly frustrating at times. Um, yeah, it's just like, wow, we are getting live action Star Wars every week, um, and most of the time it's at the highest level quality that you know you, you're not really seeing a lot of the like the just. I mean, the effects are good and the performances are amazing. Um, but just sometimes you're just like, why are they making this choice? And, you know, when they only have so much time, because like you think about a movie, two and a half hours, like they have more real estate here. And then then you're kind of like, well, why are we making the choices we are making? Anyway, I in general, I, I, I hear you. I, I think, you know, with one episode to go, like I'm satisfied with this show and more than I'm not. But it's. um it's been a weird journey. Where where are you, Lens, Evie? Wait. There's one more episode left? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought that was the season finale. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> oh my goodness! I thought there were six episodes. No, no, no. they're doing seven. It's weird. Uh, seven. That's yeah. an odd. That's an odd number. Uh, it, it, yeah. Indeed, it is. <laughs> well, this is a whole whole other so, conversation I'm having with myself. It's funny because <laughs> last week I was like, "Oh, they just threw that one episode in there," and it's like a teaser for it, and that like the other yes. six episodes are going to just be Boba Fett focused. Not at all. <laughs> so I don't know what their plan is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's backtrack for a second because I, I, it does seem like it's split into two parts yeah. of a series for even such a short series, which is also an odd choice. You know, um, we could get yes. into like overall thoughts, I think, at the end. But, you know, uh, you know, the first episode, I think, was the stereotypical almost like reverse origin story of Boba Fett. Um, which we all kind of knew, but now we got to kind of see come to live um, in this on the on the screen, right? Well, it was literally the the Parks and Rec, like the Patton Oswalt, you know, <laughs> yeah. epic, amazing the filibuster. filibuster, like because that's the fan expectation. Like that's where the story has to continue for us. The story right. for us has to continue with how the fuck, how the fuck did he get out of the Sarlacc? What happened? And right. you can explore that in the comics. You can explore that in the books. And they've done it, I'm sure, a couple of different ways if you want to try however different flavors they may want. But now we know in the canonical Star Wars liturgy, um, this is how he came out. And I think that in doing... Um, I think that the structure of the first couple of episodes lacked what the Mandalorian had in it, which was the hook of Baby Yoda slash Grogu. In that when The Mandalorian first came out, people were, yeah, sure, The Mandalorian's super cool, Pedro Pascal, he's awesome. But it, people the first were Star enamored. Wars show, they're like, Disney Plus, it's this big thing. No matter what people were going to be there, they didn't know what you're getting. And then you get Grogu. And it was a total secret. Yeah. It was a total secret. Like, so brilliant of them to hide this, to keep this so, so safe. Right before a major Star Wars movie was about to come out anyway, like... <laughs> They had that's that is level of storytelling that I think that Filoni and Favreau are making the magic goo and bringing to us every week. But to me, the Boba Fett show, and I said this to both of you, I think it didn't have that hook. It didn't have that sucker connection in that could pull the mass audience from globally into the the, the character. And I think that what in what we instead got was an exploration of Western tropes and the love of Lawrence of Arabia and Dune and other awesome pieces of media that went on to influence the beginning of this show. Uh, but it's going to, I'm excited to watch it again in aggregate because maybe that'll be, you know, maybe there'll be a better flowing because, and then I'll shut up after this. There was a Boba Fett movie in development for a long time, right? And it did not get made. It did not get made a couple of times because it's inherently hard to do. And I think that whatever they were going to do with these legacy characters, they're always going to be tied into the fans' expectations, what was written in the extended universe uh, uh, as an addendum, but also that it's 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 hard to it's harder to tread new water with these legacy characters that we know so much than to go off with the Mandalorian who we don't know and we're learning about on his journey. Like we it's it's just kind of that trade-off, and I hope that Star Wars is is kind of sees that. That's the last two episodes. You know, they know. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think they they kind of gambled with the nonlinear storytelling a little bit, and, and like yeah. including including Mandalorian like the l- last season because like I I was telling you guys right before we started recording, I just rewatched or watched the uh, making of season two, and when they got to the segment, I think it's episode five of like the big Boba Fett episode. Like Robert Rodriguez is talking about like how he wanted to make it like if we never so saw Boba Fett again, this is his like swan song and he's going to be the most badass he ever was. And that episode yeah. was like probably one of the best of the show, right? Like it was so well executed and we get this awesome action and we finally got this character back. And so they're like, all right, let's make a show out of this. But I feel like they lost a little bit of that essence in and a lot of that surprise, right? You, you, you're like, he's back. And you're like, well, but what about the stuff in between? So they had to tell that story. And in doing so, it's like, okay, yeah, we'll do flashbacks, which is fairly new to Star Wars. And I think of everything so far on the Boba Fett-focused episodes one through four, the flashbacks are the most exciting and interesting stuff. Yeah. I think um, that's me and you, Frank. I don't think ZB likes the flashbacks as much. I, I, no, I don't mind the flashbacks. Listen, I think just going back to what you guys were saying is, you know, why some of the reason Mando works versus I think some of the flaws with Boba Fett was the sense of mystery and intrigue that Mando had. You know, we kind of didn't know what we were getting um, with this new character, with this new world. It was all so fresh. And, and with Boba, it just it felt like he kind of predicted some of this stuff and maybe you drew it up differently in your head or you were just kind of expecting something else that it, you know, it was fine. It was serviceable. But to me, I'm just like, I don't know. After the first episode, I'm like, do I really care that much about all this other stuff? Right. Yeah. It's like, yes. okay, we've seen him get out of the Sarlacc pit. We saw him lose his armor. We're caught up with what we just saw in Mandalorian. Like they could have cut it there. Right. Like, it could that's been... the past. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, part of the allure and which always been about Boba Fett is like, who the fuck is this bounty hunter? You know? So yeah. the more we peel the onion back, the more I think some of the, the shininess and the enamorness of this character kind of, you know, kind of dwindles. Yeah. Um, the mystery of the so, character. Right. The more you learn about him, the less mysterious he becomes. <laughs> right. He does, he does dancing. Tiny classified acts. <laughs> He likes to dance with in the fire, like around the fire with the Tuscan Raiders. Like, okay, like that's that's new. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, I think part of the, at least for me, and like, and and my opinion changed on it. And also another thing helped it was, I was not super looking forward to being planted back on Tatooine again. I feel like we're just we're just hooked on this planet. Yeah. But then yeah. when you think about it, like in terms like for me, like I'm going through my big like Dune experience, like I can kind of I can kind of get more of being on the same planet for a longer period of time. And like we're really diving into it. But Jesus Christ, whoever is running Lucasfilm, we got to get off Tatooine. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, we get it. That's where he was. So like, like right. Had and to Obi- start there. <laughs> and Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan's going to be on Tatooine. Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so we're just like, here we go again. You well, know, I, but, but but is it like we don't really know? Like it right. might not be. No, I'm yes. sure. I'm sure I'm sure there'll sure be flashbacks. Be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the thing about Tatooine and what was brilliant about its usage in the Mandalorian is it's used very. It's used in a way that is 
I think smart, like it didn't start on Tatooine. Like it, it got to Tatooine when we got there. It's a very different Tatooine than we've ever seen before. So it has an excuse to look different than it does in the movies. Whereas this, like they're going after deleted scenes in Star Wars, the new hope. Like there's, you know, the Tatooine old is supposed Station. To, it's supposed to feel like this distant place that nobody goes to. We literally saw a star cruiser, like commercial yeah. liner be like, next stop Tatooine. Who wants to get off? Well, here's the thing. And here's where I know you guys have read some of the more books and the extended universe, but I have one area where I trumped you guys where, you know, as a kid, a kid, teenager, whatever I was at the time, I played star Wars galaxies. <laughs> and that was did you the, the the earlier the first version of this game was so yes. epic but they they fucking what they nailed was you know there was like seven planets you could go to and they were big and on tatooine you got to go to mice osley mice espa like all the there's like four or five different mice like main capital cities and you got to kind of see them and within them yeah they're all kind of the same but there are these other places on this planet where all this stuff kind of takes place. Um, plus, you know, all the like the dragon graveyards and, you know, there's crystals and caves and shit like in Tatooine, the Sarlacc pit, Jabba's castle. So like when we talk about some of these like big points of interest, um, there is a lot to explore in Tatooine. So it was cool kind of seeing one thing I did like, it was cool seeing like different parts of it explored in that way of like oh this is you know either from my sespa or they're from my sizely like it felt like there was um just more yeah differences and more roots that some of these characters could grasp onto yeah and, and it's like i'm all for it i just feel like compared to the movies tattooing feels really empty yeah you know like you go to these cities you go to jabba's palace and it's kind of like nothing's going on and so like Boba Fett claims the throne great and allegedly he's now this leader of this like you know criminal empire that Jabba had that gave to or Bib Fortuna took over and it's like well why do you have like two guys in your employ like <laughs> like it yeah it just doesn't feel and that's my problem with this story is that is like the the more present day stuff of like where is this story going yeah there's a threat but it just doesn't feel like there's momentum and it doesn't feel like there's enough stakes. There's not enough stakes, stakes. enough characters, enough like intrigue and drama and backstabbing. Why do I I care? (laughs) Right. If it should, it should have been, it should have felt like game of Thrones, but it doesn't. Right. Uh, No, I think they should have gone more after the Sopranos. I think that they should have like really like, explore what it means to be fucking Boba Fett. Like you're, you're the most badass bounty hunter. Like we are not presented with that. Like that's, that's not what this story is about. Like this story is about redemption. It's about growth. It's about learning to have a family about what it means when you're alone to be now to have a found family. Like that's, those are great things. Those are great things. Not about bounty hunting. (laughs) Right. And and, and that's okay. And they could have had that. and And he doesn't like he, they could have clearly said he's not a bounty hunter anymore, which he's not, and right. still had the drama and the intrigue and the, yeah, the, you know, yeah. just I think that we in the Sopranos you, you're dealing with what it means to do the kind of things that he does, and if Boba is this 
crazy figure, like it, there should be more baggage with that. Um, I also would have liked to have like, it seems like Boba Fett would have been a guy who would have like held grudges. You know what I mean? Like, like he would have been like pissed at shit. You know what I mean? Right. And like, he would have had like things like, Oh, fuck this person, you know? And like, and I would have liked to have seen, you know, more of his <laughs> emphasis. I think Tamora Morrison plays him very cool. He you should know, have had and, a book of Boba Fett that was striking off the names like <laughs> fucking Arrow season one. Like, I, fuck Luke Skywalker. I hate that guy. Mace Windu. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. So I think my favorite episode was the train episode with the Boba Fett stuff. I think that was really fun and cool. Um, and even like the spice stuff, like it was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. Like, it's just like, it's, it's, seems just like so on the nose of like talking about like where Lucas got it. And I could talk for an hour about that shit, but like the, yeah, that episode was like really like fun and, um, I, the visuals were cool. Uh, I, I don't know. Like that, to me, like, I don't know. It's, I think yeah, it's, was- it's heightened right now because Dune came out. I think if it didn't come out, sure. we would have been like, okay, spice again, because it was in solo too. It's like, it's, it's been a part of this universe. Um, but, yeah. But a small yeah. part, I feel like it's not, I feel like it's not something people fixated on. Whereas like Dune, it controls the whole kind of fucking universe. Yeah. Like now all of a sudden in star Wars, they're like talking about spice again. You're like, what the fuck? Is this the same thing? But it's it's, it's literally in the OG Star Wars. It's like the spice mines of Kessel will be destroyed. Like they're the droids are afraid of that. Like it's 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 got a long history, but it's got a weird place now. We it's also not the same as the Dune spice melange. Like it doesn't have the same properties. So no. like it's it's just like it's just an addictive. It's very drug. weird. It's very weird and funny. And like when I first saw it, and when Shada saw it, she was like, "What the fuck is this?" She's like. <laughs> You've been talking about dude for four months and you're like, you're not fucking furious about this. And I'm like, no, it's, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're allowed uh, to play the same spice box. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what about the other character? Like, so I was excited when we saw the, the, the twins, the, the, yes, the, the huts. other huts were super cool. And, and then they're just like shuffled off. Like, nah, they're not the bad guys. Like there's a lot of like, they're they're moving their they're playing the shell game a lot. I feel like there's like oh this is the bad guy. No, maybe them. Oh, maybe them. And I wanted more from them because they were interesting. But and, and then then we had Chrysanthemum, who's now in, like I figured he was going to be on his side at some point. Who's like a fucking badass Wookiee, but like I don't know why they have to take that minute of like nah you're not with me, <laughs> and then like yes he is. Yeah, um, he, he felt kind of wasted, right? Like, I felt like they could have done more cool shit with him. Yeah. I mean, it's a Robert Rodriguez show inherently, and, like, the, that fight scene in the back of the tank, like, that should have been crazy. Like, and, and that's what I hope Taika does with his Star Wars movie. Like, stylize it. Like, do crazy fights. Like, if it's not going to be lightsabers, if it's not going to be blasters, like, get get creative like we we don't care like i feel like that would have upped the action and like it just felt like you know like except for that first shot like where he's ripping him out of the back of the tank like it's like okay this is this is okay this is fine yeah um yeah i'm excited to see what he does in the finale i'm sure he's gonna rip somebody's arm off 
Um, and well, he already that, did. And didn't that he? scene, that, yeah, yeah <laughs> but they grow back. Their their arms grow back. The Transdosians. Um, uh, thoughts on the Power Rangers? I uh, hated Power it. Power Rangers. Hated it. I hate that episode. Yeah. The speeder bikes. The 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 bad CG chase through the city where looked like they were going kind of fast, but not really that fast. And then like, it just felt so wonky to me. Um, it felt, it felt not up to the snuff of what I would expect from, you know, ILM and, and Lucasfilm, which is, it just felt like a tear down to me. Yeah. And like, you think back to attack of the clones, like actually one of the more exciting parts is when they're racing around Coruscant. And yeah. It's like this, it just feels like they don't even it, get to that level. It was like low budget version of that. And yeah. it's, it's not a low budget film, you know, or show series, you know, it's like, they, it just, it felt like a miss to me. Yeah. Well, that's part of another thing that I, I spoke with. I think both of you about is I think that the scale is off. And I think that there is something to be said. Yes, they do make this, they make this star Wars in a lab. We've talked about that a lot, <laughs> right? Yep. Like, they make this in a crazy way that you could only make in this way, but similar. And I think similar to some of the other Marvel shows that we could see, I think that this show was affected by the pandemic and that you can kind of see that in the scale of, of where it is. And I think that, that, yes, I definitely think that they can do a lot with the fucking cool, amazing special laboratory that they have. Yeah. But uh, I, I also think that there's something to be said about being in a fucking outdoor location and that when it looks like it's in an outdoor location, which I imagine they probably just shot in Mexico, it looks pretty good. And like the desert stuff looks awesome. The, the Boba Fett episode from Mando season two was on location. And but that was like the only one. That was like the only one. Yeah. And so that's not that's not really how this show is made. No. It's so not. I, I it, it's like I that I feel like that excuse doesn't work because they've kept everything into this world. And it's like, if you're going to do it, find a way to do it and make it work. Um, and if you're not, then take it on location and try that. But they couldn't do that. on. I mean, that would be huge if they did that on location. The budget would be insane. And maybe they, they legit didn't have the money for that. But they've been able to do so much other cool shit. I mean, they did the, um, the train episode. I mean, that's all CG. It's like, if they're able to do that and give that the stakes and the energy that a chase needs, then why couldn't they do it with that other? Right. And also it's like, why do we care about this fucking mayor guy and his like crony annoying Twilight dude that it's just like, and then he shows up again this way. I mean, he's just like annoying. There's not a lot of Twi'lek love in this show and the Twi'leks get kind of done dirty in the show, yeah. you know, like, People in the Twi'lek community are like a little bit sad at the representation. I like Twi'leks. Yeah, I know. But like the Jennifer Beals character just got blown the fuck away. Spoilers for you. I'm sorry, everybody. But like, and then this guy is like a nebbishy dude. Um, I don't know. It's, I it's feel just, like uh, it's a long way from um, some of the really beloved characters from like the Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, who are total badasses yeah. and it's like now they're just showing them as as slaves and servants again and um and kind of like uninteresting characters just side characters so i don't know it's kind of a bummer um what let's talk about fennec shand a, th a little bit okay um so i am a i think i watched maybe the first two or three seasons of agents of shield i think ming na wen is a 
she's awesome. I mean, she's she's the she's also the three. She's all the, she's in all the Disney properties. She's Mulan. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's in Agents of Shield, and she's now in this. Um, I she's like I think she's like she's not a young young lady, but she looks awesome, and I think she moves really kick ass in this show. Yeah, oh, she's wish, great. She's definitely like a highlight. I wish that I, I the only thing I would critique about her is I, I wish that they would up her viciousness. And I think that they should make like in the next season, if they were to do that, make her feel more crazy and uh, and 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 hard nosed. But I also like that she gets to deliver a lot of the exposition and you can have Boba Fett looking stoic and cool. Right. And and that's that's great. Um the couple of times that they've like maybe butted heads a little bit, I kind of want them to like lean more into it because yeah, sure, exactly. Um, I, I don't know. I guess conflict because the conflict would be interesting. Um, so yeah, Fennec Shan is is fantastic. Um, who else is there to talk about before we talk about the second half of this show? Um, um, the, the Rancor, uh, the Danny Trejo Rancor from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, cool. too fan I mean, servicey, maybe. I don't know. A little, a little bit. But unless it also, it, unless it shows up, unless it shows up in this next episode oh. and like has a purpose, it's got Then like it, then it just feels like all right. He's got to come here? in riding on the fucking rank. He, he's gonna be riding. He's gonna be riding the rank. <laughs> he's gonna definitely be riding the. That's rank what he's been doing uh, the past two episodes. That's why I haven't seen him at all. He's been practicing really, really hard with Danny Trejo. Yeah. It just look um, at Boba Fett. He learns how to horseback ride. He <laughs> learns how to dance. I mean, Mandalorian had a whole montage of him learning how to ride the blurgs. I want to yes, see him sure. ride the fucking rancor. That's true. And even in early Book of Boba Fett episode, we have like him just like forging for water. It's like some of yeah. it's a little too just like, all right, <laughs> what are we doing here? Right. I feel like time is precious. And right. There's yeah. much more interesting thing. Like, yeah, that's cool that that's like how things are done in this world. But also at the end of the day, like, give me more story, like, t- like build upon this. It just like it's. It suffers from some of the lightness that Mando does for the con. So, so here, here's my biggest thing for like ZB said, you thought that the show was over, <laughs> which if it was, that would really be like, okay, this thing sucks. But if we're leading to this next episode, I don't feel like there yes. has been enough conflict for it to be like, okay, it's all going to resolve next week or it's no, not it going to resolve and it's going to be a whole season of conflict. Like I don't know I can't really f- feel like figure out what they're doing. Okay. So in order to talk about the next part, we have to talk about the last two episodes of The Mandalorian if you haven't seen them, you're an idiot. Um but ultimately there's going to be a massive spoilers abounding. We've pretty much been pretty sweet to everybody so far, but uh we can't do that anymore. Um 3 2 1 Okay. Um, the larger point is that this show and what Favreau and Filoni are doing with this show, especially in the last two episodes, is to remind us that there is some other story going on and that the arc of Grogu and Din Djarin is not yet complete. And we're going to be kind of playing out with this over the course of this show as well. And then or we may be done with that and we may be looking at, you know, Mando season three. Or um, the continued other Disney Plus shows in this time period that are in development 
Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka. Uh, we also have the Rangers of the New Republic. I think is still on the table. I don't, I don't know. know if it's still a thing with with Cara, uh, Cara Dune out. <laughs> Gina but Carano like this out, other... actually. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I, you know, I think that we'll find. I don't know. <sighs> what do you guys think about that? So in the last two episodes, we've seen we've been back with Mando, back with back with Homie. I mean, it's just like, is this an interlude in the Mandalorian story? It, it just feels like, oh, we're in a different, we're back to this show. It, I don't know. It, it was a pleasant surprise because that was, you know, up until the last episode, the the fifth episode was like, it had the Star Wars magic. You were like, oh, this is good again. Like, I don't know. It just like, it, it inherently had something so much more substantial than the first four episodes of Boba Fett. And I'm not even just talking about like, just cause we're seeing Din Djarin again. It just, it, it had the look and feel and it just, it, it felt more of what we were accustomed to, I think. Yeah. I, it, it makes me wonder. I mean, I feel like, I feel like what they're really gambling on is like, if you're watching any of these shows, you're watching all of these shows, right? Because if you, yes, if you watch, Mandalorian and you do watch Boba Fett and you just pick up with season three, you miss a ton. Um, yeah. And they didn't bill it that way. Right. Like there was all that confusion like around, we had a podcast last year and probably, or I guess it was like probably a little over a year ago when we we're like, oh, okay, season two is going to come back. And then they had the, the book of Boba Fett reveal at the end. And it was like, oh, is it season three? Like Mandalorian yeah. colon book of Boba Fett. That kind of is what it is, but they didn't do that. I, again, I feel like they should just call this like something more generic. That's not the Mandalorian. Just call like this time period, star Wars episode seven, uh, star Wars the, reconstruction. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the rise of the new Republic or something, you know, like, no, it easily could have been the Mandalorian, you know, and then, parentheses like the book of Boba Fett like and that I would have knew what I was getting I'd be like it's mostly going to be Boba heavy but he wears Mandalorian armor we wouldn't be mad if we didn't see Mando for four episodes if we knew we were getting Boba Fett and then all of a sudden Mando shows up now we're mad that we're not getting Boba Fett (laughs) right or not uh, yeah or that I don't know like (sighs) we're not mad that Mando shows up we're just surprised in a way of what are we watching? And is this part of the whole Mando story arc? Like, is this more about Boba or is this more about Mando? Right. I think this is more about the bigger story, which is, I think what, okay. Let's talk about five. So, so five is kind of catching up with Din Djarin on his quest really in a big way. And, and not just like, and they ended up, Hold on. So in episode four, <laughs> they set up Mando coming back really nicely. Yeah. You hear his theme in the in the episode when we it's alluded to how Fennec Shand is saved. And then you see at the end, you, they play his theme. It's like, oh, well, we got to go get Mando. We know it. And we all know because yeah. we've seen the show exactly who he's talking about. He's got to go get he's got to go get Din Djarin. Great. Perfect. So then when episode when episode Ooh. five opens up and we're with you know, Manto in the butcher shop, <laughs> uh, you know, at the Nerf butcher shop. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's it, it's like it's interesting. And then you're like, you're right back into his world. 
I didn't love the butcher shop as much as I loved the cool space station arc thing. The space that have a name, station Frank? was so cool. Space yeah, station it was, was cool. super cool. Um, but I liked I liked the butcher shop too. It, it was just like it was different, you know. Yeah, we got to see yes. some like some weird weird Star Wars underbelly that we're not used to seeing. So I think here's my issue, and it's probably again nitpicky. It's like the way that season two ended. You have so many story threads that yes, you think I, like I was convinced that they were going to show like pick up the next season exactly where like on that bridge because of the drama going on between the Mandalorians with the dark saber with Moff Gideon with, with Boba Fett, like, and then they just kind of skip past all that. Um, and I guess we kind of have an idea of what, what's going on with all those players, but, um, it's like Mando is back to being a bounty hunter. That didn't seem like what he was going to do, but it I, seems like he's just kind of doing it to get by. Yeah. That's how he to knows get, how to make money. Like that's, yeah. his, that's his trade. So like to me, like that, that's all cool. And I, and I think the scene of uh, him wielding the dark saber in the butcher shop is 10 out of 10. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and also very funny when you think about like, like he cuts himself with the lightsaber. Like we never ever seen anybody ever do that. But like right. he doesn't have the fucking force. He doesn't know what he's doing. Nope. Like it's no, it's but hard. he's got he's got armor. He just he happened to get the one, <laughs> the one spot that wasn't exposed. Yeah, and then the other thing that bothers me a little bit is like if Mando is this like badass warrior bounty hunter guy, and now he's given this dark saber and he can't control it, but Moff Gideon was okay with it. I'm like he was just a bureaucrat. Like, how come he can like maybe maybe throw... Moff Gideon was force sensitive? Eh. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's taking some of that Grogu juice. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a tremendous point. Um, but the main point I want to get to is they kind of complete, you know, <laughs> Mando's like video game quest, <laughs> you know, where he's yeah. like. I have returned to the armor. Hello, armorer. And then it plays like the cutscene. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I, liked... I, didn't, I didn't get why they, he needed to dissemble the, uh, the spear that Ahsoka gave him. Uh, like, the spear I, was very cool. It was cool. I mean, I get like where it landed, but like, I don't know. It's yeah. Why can't I, have both? I, I know. I mean, <laughs> th that's, that's the thing. I, and I think what we're learning um, and they started to, to talk about a little bit in season two is that the children of the watch, the group that Mando was, was with these fanatics, they're fanatics and they came from the death watch who were also fanatics. And so as altruistic as they seem, um, and, uh, and as much as this is the way has been this creed that outside in pop culture is now such a big thing. It's really a little bit off of what you know, most standard Mandalorians do. And so um, for them to be like, yeah, no, we can't have this be a weapon. It has to be an armor. Melt that fucking thing down. It's like, okay, I guess I'll listen to you because otherwise, you know, but it yeah. also seems like that was a lot of Beskar and like all you make is this little chain mail. Like uh, <laughs> there must be a lot of scrap metal, it's right? So, it's so tiny. <laughs> um, oh, yes. But but AJ, back to your point of completing the quests, they also like set up what we think is just easily Mando season three. Like Definitely. He, 
they he has a clear oh i must go do this to go complete this and what's going to happen along the way but right. first i must see the child right and and i i i feel like everyone's been eager to see mandalore i mean we've saw it in the clone wars but yes we got flashbacks Never live to, action to to uh, Terminator Two Judgment Day of of Mandalore. Yeah, that, <laughs> oh. that, that was sweet. Yes, yes. yeah, <laughs> fabulous. Uh, so, but I think it's going to be awesome, and I want to see him go there and see the devastation. And yeah, um, but but here's the thing: like, is it okay? Since he isn't an, a true Mandalorian, is he going to have that same sort of connection to that place? It's all bullshit. Like, it's just a like. <laughs> I mean, like right. Like it, it's not the force. It's not like I don't know. It's just a story. I feel like the, it, it just che- cheapens it. It just cheapens. I think his his motive a little bit. Um, but I guess that's what he's being told to do, and he wants to feel included. I I, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, it's... ultimately, his ability to wield the dark saber and go further forth with it into reality, like he's going to be able to kind of determine his own path forward like just like we saw him in the last season like he decides to take his own helmet off like there's no reason why he can't decide to like just be part of the mandalorian people i think what they're setting up is kind of like a john snow kind of thing where you know he is the rightful dude but he's like i don't want it i don't (laughs) i don't need it you know and that's you know that's a very compelling story arc they know and I think that, that they're very wise to do that. I think the Thai bomber scene over Mandalore was was epic. Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to talk about a little bit, just real quick, of, um, you know, Mando's new ship um, before we get on to the last episode. Um, so an N1 Naboo starfighter has made its way back into mainstay Star Wars. I just have to know one question. Is this or is this not Anakin's N1? Well, how did an N one end up on Tatooine? No, it could have been any of them because there yeah. you saw in you know ep- episode two. There's just there's so many of them. You know, yeah. um, was it episode one or episode two? I think these are episode one. episode one. episode one. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. I'm thinking the dark wall scene. Young Annie gets in one. <laughs> uh, right, but there are they're they're above Naboo. They're not at Tatooine, and he doesn't go back to Tatooine. I don't think that end right. two. Yeah, I mean, they were super cool. How did they get there? I like so many around. It's like a, it's like a a Volkswagen Beetle. They're just there, and they refurbished them. (laughs) Yeah, I like the idea that they like hot rotted it up. I like the idea that it's um, handmade. I mean, like not the fact that they're like we took out the droid port. It's like that's for Grogu. (laughs) There's a little place for his head to pop up. It's so cute. (laughs) <laughs> yes, indeed. indeed. Um, and I love that scene where he gets stopped by the X-Wings. That's like 10 out of 10. Awesome. Love that. Thought yeah, that, that was, was really great. But um, he's he's got no storage in that thing. So, right. So yes. if he's, if he's going to bounty, you know, where, where's he going to put his stuff? I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you can't really put people on. You know, I guess I guess he's going to be bringing everybody in cold now. Um, well, maybe he could get like what Han Solo and Chewie had in like Force Awakens, like a big like cargo ship, yeah. and this and is then like have his different ship. Yeah, yeah, and then like he's like he's got, and then he'll get like another 
you know, he'll get a retired Clone Wars era troop carrier, you know, sure. similar to the Razor Crest. Um, and like, I'm sure they'll have that. I'm sure they'll have ships from like every era of Star Wars. So, so if he, if he completed that one mission at the butcher shop, like obviously we saw him riding commercial flights. Is that what he's been doing for like months? Just like hopping on, have like severed heads in his body. It's just like, I've never related to the Mandalorian more. (laughs) Also totally going to just backtrack for a second. Just thinking of, you know, we were talking about Boba Fett and all the characters and how pissed he would be at some of the people he's crossed in his path. Okay. So he's good with Mando and Mando is going to see Grogu. I guess this might segue into the next episode, but like Luke's peripherally there. Does, does Boba not be like, I fucking got to kill that motherfucker. I I see. I I see your point. And I think what this show ultimately, I think AJ, you've mentioned this before. The arc is about redemption. And I think Boba sees himself reborn and that his life before this is a second chance. He's going to do things differently. Everything he learned with the Tusken Raiders. I don't think he holds a grudge and you know what? It could be his downfall ultimately at some point, but his anger. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or no, I mean, I, I, the, the lack of anger, like the fact that he, He's too soft. He's, too He's soft, gone too soft. Which is yeah. something that we'll talk about for next week. But um, yeah, I don't so, know. But also, like, you maybe that's a fight that he doesn't want to pick, right? Like, do you really want to go up against the Jedi that almost killed you the first time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're I don't I don't think I don't think Luke's coming back to Tatooine, though. But um, OK. So let's talk about Luke. <laughs> um, so, so Luke, Luke Skywalker um, makes a reappearance in the television series again. To it was almost this, just as big of a surprise the second time as it was the first time. <laughs> and this yeah. time, that deep fake kid that they brought on to their team, like they've gotten it so amazingly it good, so good. Yeah. It, it was pretty good. There were some moments, like the longer dialogue scenes, it's a little tough, but... Um, Go back and watch the first one. It's it's way better. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but, I mean, first of all, that whole episode just, like, had such, like, a magical aurora around it. Like, you were just so... We yes. were taken to such a cool place. I mean, talk about get, fucking getting off a of tattooing for a second. We're, like, you know, a rainforest-type setting, almost, and... Um, it's like, it's, it's very alive. crouching tiger, it very was, crouching tiger. Yeah. It was, it was cool to like, I, I love the whole look and feel of it. Also, you can really see how far, um, Mando has come with droids that he like sees R2. He's like, hello friend, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's, he knows what's going on. And I think that it's very hilarious that like he, like they build him a bench and they're like, it's going to be a while. Sorry, man. How did they, how did they know? How did he know where to find him? I think that was probably protocol from Luke and, you know, maybe, yeah, probably protocol well, from Luke. And that's, no, how, did, how did Mando know where Grogu was? 
I, they must have had some sort of like he closed the elevator and then maybe he, before he leaves the X-Wing, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to be here. And my name is Luke Skywalker, because like <laughs> he didn't know his name before either. He's like, I'm looking for Skywalker. Maybe yeah. he, he maybe his helmet joined on to R2's Wi-Fi and he got like, wow. you know, he, he picked up um, <laughs> where they're heading next. Uh, so, you know, that yes, that part is definitely funny. Um but I think the magical ep- parts of this episode are just the scenes with Luke and Grogu. It's it, they're just magical. It's just it's it's really those scenes are great. I the explaining how Yoda talked was a wonderful yeah. sequence, and like that Luke is like picking him up and moving him as he's going, like as opposed to yeah. carrying him. Yeah. Oh my god. So funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, such a nod to. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Right. You know? It's huge, yes. And he's training Grogu like Yoda and Obi-Wan trained him before. There's like yeah. elements of both of them, which is really neat. Um yeah, it, it's it's really well done. Um I can't believe I didn't think we were ever gonna see this. No, like, this was no. going to happen off screen, right? That's what we all assumed that we'd, we we would pick up season three and eventually we'd see Grogu again. But this would be skipped over. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm so glad they didn't because it's such a rich story. I mean, we and we got like a taste of it in episode eight, but like in such a small dose. And like the intrigue of the Jedi Academy is so there. I mean, there's so much story to be told there. Um, and I'm, I think they thought, you know, obviously without having a Luke, how do you tell that story? But they're just like, they're really leaning into it. Does this diminish Luke Skywalker a little bit in the, like, now that we get him in, in these things? I don't know. No, nope. here's here's what I'm going to say. So I think if you went back to us talking in like 2012, 2013 about what we wanted out of the sequel trilogy, this would have been in the, in the chat. It would have been, we want to see the next generation of Jedi being trained by Luke. Period. End of story. Yep. Yeah. That's all anybody wanted. There, you did not. We didn't need another Death Star. <laughs> we don't need another big bad guy. We don't really. You need. You need so few things. So few things. Maybe you pay off a couple of things from the books. You know, maybe you you feature uh, Leia and and Han Solo's kids, but like. The only thing, the bare minimum they needed to do was show Luke training young Jedi in this academy. And they didn't do that (laughs) for three movies. (laughs) So what's crazy about that to me is that at at some point when Filoni and Favreau are trying to explain Boba Fett, they're like, listen, in the middle of Boba Fett, we're going to show Luke training Grogu. And she's like, listen. What do you mean? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. Like we have to show Luke training Grogu and, you know, the building of the Jedi temple and a couple of other things. And she's like, but wait, wait, wait. And she f- remembers back to a meeting in 2013 where she's sitting with JJ Abrams and they're like, listen, we think we should show Luke Skywalker training some Jedi. He's like, absolutely not. Definitely I want to make a new hope. <laughs> I want to make a new hope all over again. And we're going to save Luke for the very end of the movie. He's not even really going to be in the movie very much. Like the fact that they pitched this to her is so fucking ballsy. It really is. And it also shows, I think that she's flexible in like what star Wars is and what it isn't. And like, we're redefining that constantly. 
And I think the week to week conversation of the shows is almost going to, it will eventually supersede the conversations that were had about the movies. Until Only, they make a good movie again. Yes and no, but it's, it's a different culture now. Like, it's the week-to-week conversation. It's the week-to-week ongoing arc. It's the the binging. It's all that different stuff. Like, yeah. when we were kids and, and the, the special editions come out, it, like, it was, you know, they all came out so rapid fire, and then we're just all so thrust into it. But there was still 25 years of extended universe guys who were going to those, and, like, there were guys who saw the original Star Wars when it came out. Like, it, this is, I think this is definitely the future and I like that it's in these guys' hands. Um, and I and knowing what Favreau did and his influence on the MCU, I think it's very clear what they're doing. And I think that what they're saying is that these characters that were intermingling in this show in this time period are leading towards ultimately their culmination. And that's all I think we should take it as. There are other things that they've mentioned in other shows, and they'll have their own arcs and their own things that they're doing. But Favreau wasn't a big idea guy in about Thanos. Favreau was like, we got to get to the Avengers. Right. And today, and this show, having Ahsoka and Luke together is on that level, if not greater. You're absolutely right. And I think, I think that's the, the thing that we've been missing, right? All along, like the, Mar- the Marvel movies, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's all we need to know. And you can have whatever movies. All the events that take place in Captain America's Civil War are crucial to the character arc of Iron Man. Right. Like, yes. and so, but we knew going into that movie that it was going to be important. And so I think that's the, the little disconnect. And I think they could have been a little bit more upfront with us and say, yes, this is the book of Boba Fett, but you will see the Mandalorian this season. You will see important, like something just like a little marketing nugget to hold us over to explain this universe that they're giving us. But yes. And that would be, that would be nice to have, but does it, but like the surprise element, which they're really yes. going for, they're trying to go for the wow factor um, and the sense of intrigue and the mystery. And um, yeah, I, I, you I, know, I, as a whole, we'll look back at it and, you know, you could watch it, you know, like you said, we're all, everyone that's watching this is probably watched the, the previous two seasons. It all just fits together. And, you know, you have to assume that, OK, we're, we're kind of catching on. These other shows, they're also going to fill in some holes that we don't know. And they may all tie together. Yeah. You know, we may see more Boba Fett in in Mando season three. We may see Ahsoka. We may see Luke in Ahsoka. Like, who knows? Like, it's going to be. That's, I think, what they're trying to tell us, that it's all interchangeable at this point. Well, that but and and just to get back to Boba for a second. Once we leave the other planet with Luke and, and Grogu and stuff and we head back to Tatooine. Um, I I love the the look of this episode. I I think Timothy Oliphant's Cobb Vanth is a great character. Um, as soon as you see that deputy guy yell at Mando, I'm like, this guy's fucking dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> start the clock now, Shada. Um, and you know their scene inside, like it's just straight westerns. Like it's it's a total it's a Deadwood reunion of the the bartender and Timothy Oliphant's character. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, what's that, what's that, what's that new, uh, Cowboys, a Cad something, right? Cad Bane. Cad, Cad Bane. Cad and Bane he, is a fucking badass, dude. He is a badass. And I, I'm trying to think of where I've seen him. 
So in the shows. Well, so he's in the Clone Wars and he's in Bad Batch. Um, but you've seen those kinds of aliens way back into A New Hope. They're in the Cantina. So yeah, um, I, f- I feel like there was maybe a video game or something hmm. or something else where he also made an appearance because I knew I knew who he was when he showed up and I hadn't seen. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't done Clone Wars. I mean, so. And his entrance, man, just like the long shot of him walking into town um, and he's got a massive connection to Boba Fett. Like it's it's no coincidence that he's showing up like there's a, he's a he's an the best bounty hunter in the galaxy and he trained Boba Fett. And so like, there's going to be a reckoning. He's working for the other side. Um, when Star Wars, <laughs> when Star Wars goes scary with their character design, it really ups the ante. And I think he is a scary looking character. Yeah. And, and like they, they nailed it. I, I don't know if it's perfect from the, from the show, but it's, it's not, when you see but... his, when you see his face come all the way up, like, it's frightening and it's like and that would be that is something that was surely missing right. from this show. And and you get you can tell how much of a threat. It, like, I think the the funny thing is at the start of the episode when we see Cobb Vanth and he's with the Pikes. I'm like, oh, he might be screwed here. Like, but he makes it out. And I love that they foreshadowed that like later on. And then he actually gets shot at the end. I don't. He's alive. He's fine. Um, right, <laughs> but yeah, his deputy deputy guy is not. He's way um, dead. <laughs> but yeah, they, they immediately show how much of a threat he is, and that's that like showdown is just so epic. Um, yeah, I have some quibbles with with the way he looks, but I had quibbles with the way Ahsoka looked, and it's just I, I got to get over it. But it's just like you guys spend so much money and time on this stuff, just like do it right. <laughs> I think the teeth are. The teeth are what where they really went hard. It it looks like it looked like live action like prosthesis. It could be all CG, but like it it looked real to me in that looked, like I could tell. Like, it looked practical. Yeah, I it mean was, it's it's practical. The, the issues for me, it's his color is wrong slightly, and his face shape is not long enough. But I guess they'll, they, fi- they'll fix it. They're not tied to anything. It's like Iron Man Iron Armor in Iron Man Two versus Iron Man One. They'll update it in the yeah, next episode. I mean maybe, but. They, they updated Luke. He got a, a, a software. Yeah, but they didn't update Ahsoka. <laughs> like Ahsoka's the same. That's so. true. Yeah, but but even, even so Filoni... brought it up. She was like, it, it kind of just looks like she's wearing like a headband. She is. Yeah. <laughs> when they put it on her, that's what they put it on. Filoni. Um, Filoni said though, he, did you you see his quote? He was like, the cartoon is an exaggeration. The cartoon exaggerates the character. Yeah, fine. So that that's why it looks this way and more toned down is because it's real. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. that. I get that. That's fine. But the, my the thing is though with Cad Bane, where we've seen that type of alien before, they yeah, looked, it doesn't look exactly. They same. don't look the same. So I'm like, well, if that's the art, and then same thing with, um, what's the uh, yeah, but the I other mean, humans, don't, in, uh, humans don't look the same. Sure, but like in in the prequel movies, there's a the same Tagruda alien, one of the Jedi's. I can't remember her name. Um, and my computer is way too slow to actually pull it up. That would look like an older Ahsoka now with the long tendrils and everything. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Okay. But the the big moment in with Ahsoka that I do want to talk about is the one line of dialogue before, between her and Luke that carries so much weight and so much meaning. Yeah. Of how uh, how much like his father he is. And it's like, I wish we saw the, the first time they met and they talked all about Anakin, but we don't get that. That's okay. Because 
you know, we've moved past it, but there's clearly like a history there. And um, but, but what did Luke do that trigger that thought from her? You think it's it's his doubt and his like I don't know what to to do about Grogu. Like right, right. yeah, um, and that's you know Anakin's conflict Down. all the time. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, for- it's it, it, I mean again like. I think if you look at what what they did, where Favreau was a big part of the MCU is 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 getting the characters together, and like there was a lot of work done to get these characters to meet in a way that felt first of all earned, but also like that you're literally hanging on the edge of your seat for them to just say nice words to each other. They're not fighting. They're not like they're not beating each other up. There's no intrigue being built. It's just like here are these two characters that should have been brought together in the fucking sequel trilogy movies hmm. <laughs> for obvious reasons. And we'll find out obviously why that, why she doesn't show up. I'm sure that they'll tell us very explicitly what's going to happen. Right. Um, Cause that's what I think this is all about. I think they'll, they'll get to the larger story stuff. I think it's about getting the characters together. And if we're looking at that, you know, I was really big that Chewie would show up in the next episode. I don't think he's going to show up anymore if they had Luke here. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the next episode is going to be very Godfather-esque. It's going to be very, I think they'll have some flavors of other, you know, uh, ending showdowns that we've seen before. Maybe, you know, we'll have the one where everybody points the guns at everybody. <laughs> Maybe we'll have the one where somebody has the thermal detonator. Um and you think Fabro's got to direct this one, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. No, I think it's Robert Rodriguez, actually. Well, then I hope that they lean into his some R- Rodriguez flair <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, we'll see. So, so we feel like we've. Oh, seen... wait, we should talk about the end of um, that episode too. Oh yeah, I feel like there's big implications for well, and that's whatever's kind of... to come next. And that's kind of where I was going with this. Because I was gonna say, do we feel like we're not gonna see Luke and Grogu next week? Probably not, right? We're not. No, probably uh, not. So the big choice of do you take the gift of the uh, Mandalorian Beskar chain mail, chain mail from Din Djarin, or do you take not any lightsaber, Yoda's lightsaber, which is awesome. How does he have right. that? Um, <laughs> because he's Luke. Um, well, he was there when Yoda died. Yeah, but he didn't have his lightsaber either. He lost it fighting Sidious. We don't know how Ray got Anakin's lightsaber. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll, we'll leave it alone. <laughs> the but people like... that need to have the right lightsaber somehow <laughs> always end up with the right lightsaber. So let's talk about the choice. We have to talk about the sure. choice. Everyone's talking about the choice. Yeah, I mean, he's. I'm going to tell you the obvious one here, and it's not going to be fun. He's going to take the Denton Jarin armor, and this is, we're nearing the end of our time with 80s Luke Skywalker. I think that they are trying to keep it special and important, and I think that that's very crucial to what they're going to do. I think the fact that they haven't, like, announced, like, a, a Bastion Stan show where he's playing Luke Skywalker already is very telling, because they're having Mark Hamill back while they can. They're using body doubles. They want it to remain true to the original movies. So I think that they're trying to keep it special. I think that we know what the droid port is now being used for. I think he's going to take the, so the Neith role. What do you guys think? So, okay. So 
if he does do that, that obviously means the gang gets back together in season three and it's, you know, kind of more of oh, the yeah. same, you know. But then it kind of defeats the purpose of, like, the ending of the last season. And, like, doesn't that have some bigger weight implications of, like, he might, like Luke's just going to let him go, I guess, because it's his choice and, you know, it's his first kind of new Padawan at the temple? Well, well, Frank? So, it well, my first thing is it's so interesting that Luke is presenting him with this choice of absolute, right? Yep, absolutely. The, the Sith's deal in absolutes, not the Jedi. <laughs> I, whatever, fine. I I think I agree with AJ, but it's kind of an asterisk because what Luke says about Grogu is that he's reawakening his training. It's like he's a, already learned a lot of what's already there, and so. I think he's going to take the armor and not take Yoda's lightsaber because I think he will be destined to be a Mandalorian Jedi foundling and will wield the dark saber. That's big. I don't know about that. I I think, I think it's a red herring that Din Djarin is going to be able to do it because they were talking so much about how the first Jedi or the first Mandalorian Jedi was the, you know, the tower Vizsla Din will lose it. Grogu will win it back. He will blah, 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 blah. But that means Grogu and Din would have to fight. Well, no, I think that Din's going to lose it in battle somehow. And then Grogu will like, I don't think they'll fight. I think it's going to change hands a few times before it's interesting. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. The brilliance of going with whatever species Grogu is in this show is that beyond Mandalorian, they're not tied to this time period anymore. Like we could fast forward 200 years, right? You know, and I and that would be super cool to see. You know where the where Ray's where's Ray's Jedi p- apprentices go? Like, does Grogu show up and hang out with Ray? Like, what is where is his journey going? And I think that what Luke said was very interesting. He's like, you know, for you, you know, it's a, a drop in the bucket. For us, it's a lifetime. Like. It's very it's it's very similar to uh, Lord of the Rings in, in kind of a little bit of a way where, you know, Arwen and Aragorn like he she's immortal, like she can live right. forever. Like, why would she want to be tied to this one dude? Like what what's the choice? And I think I, I think that they're probably leaning towards this other way. And if they were to do that it preserves, I think, the continuity in the show or in the movies, which is that Kylo Ren is, like, one of his first apprentices and that he's not... Grogu is not the first apprentice. Right. And and then and we that, have no fear of Grogu dying at the hands of Kylo Ren. Right. But we'll see. Will Grogu uh, get bigger? Or is he always going to be that tiny? He's going to be Yoda-sized. Oh. He's a little bit bigger, not a whole... Not a whole yeah. lot. <laughs> He's just like the greatest. It's the greatest. I mean, greatest we love this fucking Muppet, man. Like we it's really it's really nuts. Like the. I don't know, like the way that they control him, like you really believe you really believe him. Like it's so that's like the magic of this show. Like the fact that we believe the character performance, like that you're there and you really believe he's sitting with Luke and they're like talking, you know, in their minds about where they're doing a. The frogs. The frogs is my favorite scene. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. And, and like such a and like in both the, the way that like, look, you can have all the frogs if you really learn how to do the force, but also the tie to the X-Wing. Yeah. 
in that, like, yeah. you know, do or do not. There is no. And also, I like the way that Luke said, uh, you know, don't try, do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. So. When are we going to get his decision? Because if it's not going to be the next episode, eventually we're going to have to figure out what he chooses. Right. So we are going to I feel like we are going to see Luke again. What I'm saying is they're going to keep Luke special. There is not going to be a show where it's Luke and the it, where Luke is the focus of the show yet, I don't think. No, I know, but he's going to have to appear again because. Oh, yeah, that's going to make, make that decision. And like there's going to have to be either a send off or a continuation. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And. It, well, and I'm sure we'll see that in the. The early parts of, of season three of, of Mandalorian, I think I think. Probably the first episode, not but the second. Yeah, third. I agree with you. I think it'll be a few episodes in, and he'll show up, and he's got his little chainmail. And and if Luke drops him off, Ahsoka drops him off, or or whatever, they'll yeah. they'll they'll meet up somehow. Um, so well, maybe yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> so Good. leading into Sorry. episode seven of Boba Fett, we're probably gonna which drop, I didn't, which I didn't even know existed. Yeah, we're, we're probably gonna. <laughs> pick up and finish off the actual Boba Boba plotline. <laughs> um, I do think Din Djarin's going to be there and, and he's going to be fighting alongside everybody. Um, he's the muscle. So, yeah, he's the muscle. Like, uh, But, like, what's... There's got to be some bigger... Like, so, yeah, we've got Cad Bane. He's going to be fighting with the Pikes. There's going to be some... Bosk. Ooh. I think Bosk. I think... I think you have... I think you have, like the crazy action figures like the B action figures that were weird that you had that you that you got alongside a Han Solo or a Luke Skywalker we're going to see some crazy aliens and great hopefully some great fighting you know like uh the, the, even the Fennec Shan stuff early on in the show that was intriguing like do some good action like hopefully hopefully that is uh, important to the the plot line i i hope but it may not be in that and that'd be okay too i don't care i'm gonna watch it <laughs> zb any predictions yeah i mean they gotta they gotta tie up some loose ends right i mean there's got to be some sort of resolution and resolve and it's got to all kind of be worth it so you know the the dealing with the syndicates and the war like there's it's gotta be some conflict. Where, but where does it end? And like, what's left in the rebels is, you know, that's gonna be interesting to see. Right. I, I think that's my back to my point earlier, or sort of alluding to, is like, is this the end or is this the beginning of the conflict? Right. Because I'm all for it if it's the beginning, and if if all of a sudden a war breaks it'd out. Be, yeah, it'd be richer if it was the beginning, right? Because right. it, it'd feel kind of abrupt if like. Oh, this is all resolved it over one kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the the only yeah, other I thing mean, I'll definitely bring it back. The only other thing I'll say is that with the syndicates and the the different crime families and everything, I I've been wondering, and I feel like I saw this on the internet too. Could they tie this back to Crimson Dawn from Solo with with Kira and Amelia Clark? Oh yeah, yes, definitely. I think that they're you know they're. They're looking for threads <laughs> and she's, she's in with Marvel now. So she's in the family. I feel like she could show up. Yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she then, we get, but then we get Darth Maul. Ken? Darth Maul's dead. Unfortunately. I well, mean, I never say never, other people. but he, he, he's dead. 
He came back with new legs. He could come back with a new body. Right. <laughs> yeah, he came back with new legs. <sighs> Darth Maul got new legs. Listen, nothing would like make me happier than to see more Darth Maul because Darth Maul is a total well, badass. But I feel like if anything, we'll see him in the Obi-Wan show. Well, that'll be the new Bryce Dallas Howard movie, right? That'll be she'll do a Kira movie. That makes sense. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, well, listen, folks, this was very, very fun. Thank you for listening and tuning in with us. We hope that you speculated as well and enjoyed our speculation. Um, let us know what you guys think is going to be the ending. We're definitely down to uh, speculate alongside you as well. Also, big thank you to our friend uh, Matt Seabee for jumping on with us in Thanks, these crazy guys. times. Thanks for having me. As thank always. you. Such a no. pleasure. What, uh, true joy uh frank anything you want to plug <laughs> um no <laughs> we haven't had a podcast in four months and we're back for this episode oh. we'll see what we do well, it's yes. funny it's funny how it came to be because it's just like we got to talk about this yep. it's going to be a long conversation should we just record it <laughs> put, put it up online um yeah the so listen, there's other stuff that came out. Frank and I are aware. We probably watched some of it. Um, we're going to get to that at some point. Stick with us. Uh, we probably just to, the only thing we talked about for certain is we'll probably do Spider-Man closer to its digital release. Everything else we'll get to we'll when get we get to, yeah. to. Like, I know Batman um, comes out next month, but will we see it timely or not? We'll see. Oh, my God. We I'm sure ZB, out- you'd probably want to come back on for that one. It looks pretty great. <laughs> Once again, the three of us are totally divided. And then all signs are pointing to Obi-Wan being around May the 4th. Yes. One of the execs leaked that. That way yeah. I saw that today. Oh, really? I didn't see that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I think it also lines up with when Moon Knight is over. So like summer blockbuster television, baby. Yeah. So. Um, you think exactly. that they're just going to move the Disney day? Like you think like next year they'll be like, all right, it's Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when is May the 4th this year? That That's a good point. Um, what, why does it have to be a Thursday? Well, because it's like all the releases right now are on Wednesdays. May the 4th is a Wednesday. So it's definitely coming out that day. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. All, all right. right, everybody. Uh, Frank, take us out, baby. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Um, you could find us online um, at iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. Uh, leave us a re- rating and review. What are some of the things we say? I don't even know anymore. You got it. It um, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> all, all three subscribers. Our website, www.longlostheroes.net. No. Um, and email us at info at longlostheroes.net. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, AJ. Thank you, ZB. It's a great time to talk Star Wars. Mm-hmm.